Heyo, how are you doing? Um, we've survived some things, you know, and today we're kind of chatting about my journey to this better energy and like more than anything, I just want you to know that being sad, being low, like you're really not alone in that. And I think the world will have you think otherwise. Um, but this podcast was established so that nobody has to survive those moments alone, but also so that nobody thinks that it's just this self-work, this finding good energy, this finding yourself, that it's not some one book and done movement. It's like a total change self inner self work and reflection and discovery that is ongoing for the rest of your life, but it will be the most important work that you do. And so I just want you to know today that if you're unhappy or you're feeling low or sad more than you are happy, it's probably just an alignment thing and you, you can get through it if you choose to. Let's go. But you are not alone. You're not alone. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Uh, The Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place. And alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and, um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. Hey, how are you? looking awesome. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. My great thing from this weekend was, um, thriving would be the best word. I was going to say surviving, but, um, this would be the biggest event that we have held. And, um, this is what you should know about me. I go all in. So you probably know that already, just a guess. Most people don't start a podcast and go, you know, I'm going to start a podcast and I think, you know, I think I'll, I'll just do it every day. 
and go. Um, so yeah, I go all in, whatever that means to you. It's, it's a lot. And this is, this is what you can know. If I get to be involved to the full extent of which I could, um, you have unleashed madness. Okay. And my favorite, one of my favorite things to do is plan a party to its entirety. I like to think through every little piece possible and make it happen. Whatever that looks like, however we get it all to come together, the more modge podge and un, mm, uncoordinated, the better, meaning like decorations. I don't like to just go buy one big party pack of decor. Like I like to piece it all together and make it make sense. Even though sometimes like you wouldn't pick all these things up together, but then when you get it in the spot, it always comes together and makes perfect sense. And so anyways, this is what you should know. If I'm involved in anything, um, I don't have much interest in being involved in things that aren't like full board. So if I have to help out with something. If I only get to do a little piece, I'm pretty uninterested. Um, it may be because I like control, but it also may be because of the bigger vision that I like to have. And sometimes I think things get scoped out too small, or I think, you know, if we don't do this thing here, then it's not going to look right if we don't X, Y, and Z. And so that's what you should know. I am extreme. And because of that extremeness, we always throw this big, and I feel like it's almost a kickoff to summer because it probably is the first party that you get to have in the summer for our family. And so I really like to bring this party to life. And our girls' birthdays are two weeks apart. And so we always just have one big party for them. How that looks. So just so all of you know, I will continue to have this big party even when my kids think that it's dumb, even when people are like, oh, aren't they a little old to have birthdays? I will still have it. I will. And once they're way too old, so probably college age, it will transition to a probably two-week vacation for their birthdays. Like, I will always want to celebrate these children. I will always be teaching them how to celebrate themselves. And I feel like that's even more important. Like, you better. Even if I leave this world, even if your father leaves this world, if you aren't celebrating your birthday, I did not leave something with you. Please, 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 please take that day. Please do not shy away from taking that day for yourself. Please be as extra as you possibly can be. Even if you're an introvert, like no one, no one, no one, no one, no one is walking around going, mm, don't celebrate me. No, like secretly, I know you want a surprise birthday party, maybe just a small one that's super cute and nobody really knows about it, but just the people you really care about, but you still want and need to be celebrated. You need it. You need it. I'm telling you. Okay. Anyways, we always throw a big birthday bash and yesterday was no different. It was a big birthday bash. It was so fun. And I remember last year's being kind of complicated and overwhelming because 
we were very much in a big transitional space and it was kind of hard to sit around other people. And this year, energetically, it felt just really calm. Um, there were pieces of it that <laughs> got a little stressful, but for the most part, like it just felt good. I didn't feel the normal radiation that I normally do. Like it was just a good energy, good vibe. And, uh, I'm pretty sure that that's just me and doing a better job of keeping myself grounded in my own energy and not just adopting other people's when I'm in big spaces. Um, and that's been a definitely a different flex from the norm. So that's my great thing. Big, extra, probably obnoxious to most people, birthday parties, and I've refused to do it any other way. I cannot stop slash will not stop. I, I don't even want to do it. I don't even want to consider doing less. I don't. I always want to celebrate like this. I love parties, putting together parties. I really love putting together parties with one or two um, highlight features that sort of draw it all together. But my parties by no means are like these big expensive adventures. Like they're pretty modest. Um but we do have a heck of a lot of people and like literally it's just close family. So it's madness. Probably. Yeah. Probably a bigger party than you could imagine. When you think about just your immediate family, you think, Oh, that's nice. Probably have that in your house. Like, no, we got to go full blown four stall garage type of party um, to fit everybody in. And even then we don't have enough tables and chairs. Trust. Okay. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time. Recognize yourself for your own great thing. Even if it's just like, what do I like? What did I like about yesterday? What was great about yesterday? What did I do that was great? Or what made me feel great? I think that those types of establishments are helpful too, because it's like, I love throwing a good party, but I need to be in control of the whole party or I get rather disinterested. Um, like I, I need and want control of the whole thing because I love bringing together the big picture. And when I don't get to see the whole picture, I struggle. So, you know, even knowing what those things are, knowing what you enjoy about that, knowing what you don't like about it, and then talking through those things, even in your great thing. Like it really is just a reflection about what you recognize as amazing because over time you'll start to realize that you always feel great on days when you cared for someone. You always feel great on days when you volunteer. You always feel great, right? And those are kind of the clues that lead us back to ourselves. And so the more that we can do that, the more grounded we get in ourselves. And that's probably the most important work that you could do out of all of this. And I've learned that over time is like, yeah, it's great to do all the things, to write in the things, to do the journals, to do X, Y, and Z. 
And the great thing about that is that you're having this time to self-reflect on how you feel and imagine what that could look like if you did that every day. How much better might you feel? How many more clues would you be seeing over time that sort of leads you back to self? And that's the majority of this work right here. That's what we're all doing here is trying to find our way back to our true selves, to our true dreams, and really allowing ourselves to experience life through our lens, not someone else's. Okay, so ground yourself. That's all. Uh, last week I was talking with a friend about the last sort of takeoff period, which would have been around October. And there were so many exciting things. And then COVID hit and life sort of took this weird detour. And it was so strange to me because in that moment, I was like, what? No, you were saying we were good to go. You were giving me all sorts of TikTok videos about how it's time to take off. And then we didn't go. And what I didn't realize at that point was that that was just me, right? And it was me in a sense that I was the one holding myself back. And I wanted to believe that I wasn't. I wanted to believe that I wasn't writing that story. But really, at the end of the day, it was like, this is all impossible. This is too impossible. There's no way that any of this could happen. And this is the truest statement out of all of those statements. I wanted to write a book about everything that I had gone through, right? Start writing season one and start thinking through what season two could could look like in a book. And right at that moment, around October, November, I start to question whether or not I was going to get out of this low period. And I had sort of lived in that state since June of 2020, sort of this super big reflective test a bunch of stuff, but like really the underlying tone of a good portion of 2020 was just this like uncertainty, unknowing of where we were going. And that created this really, really low, dark place for me. And honestly, when I thought about writing a book, when I thought about helping people through whatever they were going through, it began to overwhelm me and sink me even deeper into that hole. Now, we didn't stop um, because although I didn't know if I was being helpful or hurtful, um, I sort of was still being called to wake up and do this every morning, no matter what. Just keep doing it, keep bringing it because... The reality is, it's not, it's not real. If someone's telling you, yeah, it was low for a little while, but then I just got over it and I wrote down a couple things in my journal and I got through it. And like literally some people, that may be how it happened, but I didn't want to tell someone else's story. I wanted to tell mine. And so however long it took, right, like I was going to keep bringing that here, like was it six to seven months of just super lowness and like highs and lows? I won't say that we were always dipping down and feeling low last year. Um, 
<laughs> but it was a journey. And around the time that we were supposed to take off, the real thing that I was being told, the number one thing that held me back from, and I think this was like my mental break that I was pushing, was this idea, this thought that I didn't know if I was going to ever get out of this low period. And, you know, that was around the time that I started pitching books. And you can imagine how if that's the mindset that you're going in with, you know, this idea that you're never going to get out. And so what are you even going to tell people or what are you even helping people with? That's a real bad energy to put behind anything, big, small, or otherwise. This underlying story that you're not doing anything good in the world is probably going to hold you back from doing anything good in the world. And you're the one saying that, right? And I was the one saying that to myself. Hey, Hannah, think you're kind of cool. Think you have a cool idea. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you, like, you're still a jerk most days. You're still really sad. You're still really anxious. You're still really overwhelmed. And so like, what help are you? <laughs> right? Like, you still are having weak weeks of time where you're just feeling really, really low. You still don't even know what you're supposed to be doing. You still feel extremely lost in your life. You, how? What are you going to do? What are you going to say to people? How do you help someone out of their own mess if you can't even help yourself out of yours? And I think that was even more paralyzing to me because that was exactly why I started this show. It really annoyed me that you saw people at the end right? With all the things, with all the webinars, with all the tools, with all the X, Y, and Z, right? That That's where I was seeing people. And I had no ability to see how they got there. Now they would tell like shortened, condensed, what I would call um, cliff note versions of what they went through. But at the end of the day, most of the people in the realm of self-help were just like, I read a couple quotes and I wrote in my journal and then I drank water and ate chicken. And here I am <laughs> helping people live their best lives, live, laugh, love, come join me. Right. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, that sounds relatively easy. I am in. And I can tell you, as a self-help guru, junkie, whatever you want to call me, as a person who <laughs> works through those things regularly or was working through those things regularly and still is, it didn't work. And so sort of out of my own anger, I was like, you know what? I don't know what it's going to take to get out of this low place. I don't know what it takes to start dreaming again, to dream bigger, to, to start life kind of over in a sense. But I'm going to figure that out and I'm going to let everybody see all of it. All of it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about how I got here and you're going to get to experience it in real time so that someday somebody 
will be able to go back and say, oh, you know, when Hannah has all the tools and all the stages and all the X, Y, and Z, they'll be able to go back and just play the tapes. Like, okay, she's here. That's super amazing. And this is exactly where she started. And then you can go back. You can go back every single day and you can run through that and you can hear the manic craziness that goes along with it because it just isn't that simple. That's not real. (laughs) At least it wasn't for me. And that may be a really real journey for a lot of people, right? They may just be able to do those things. They may be able to do those checkbox things, checks box, check box things, and it may work. But it didn't work for me. And that almost left me more angry. Right? And I think the reality of this show is that it's not one self-help book and tool and done. It's 200. It's continuous. It's everlasting. It is this moment and a million more. And you're never going to stop working on yourself. People who don't dive into self-help, like, how are you growing yourself? How do you know that you're fixing anything, that you're doing better, that you're doing worse, right? Like, what are you doing? And when I really think about this, it's just like, Hannah, why would you want to get into self-help? So many people doing self-help really hard to get up and be an up-and-coming self-helper. And I'm like, I don't even know, one, that I like that term because it sounds kind of weird. Um, but two, I don't, I don't know that I fit that genre. I don't know. Maybe I do. Um, but why do you want to be in that realm? I think because I want to change the conversation, honestly. I want to challenge what self-help is because it's not any one thing, right? And what I love about this format is that you could find yourself in this exact situation or in a situation that's close and you could just go back and listen to the story and that's what it's really meant to be. Like just a continual story of how one person got out. Got out of misery, got out of a life that was really fine, but like started living again and living in truth that she didn't even know she knew anymore. And that's like a really dangerous and amazing place to live because you finally start experiencing things the way that you know in your core you deserve to, right? And the way that you know you used to. And like, sadly, I didn't remember feeling this way. The last time I remember feeling this way was 2000 and no, 19, whenever I was seven, we don't want to think back what year that was, 1990 something, probably, I don't know, I'm not math, I'm not mathing, probably 1995, great, that sounds close, well, anyways, when I was seven, right, I finally just started to clock back. Not that I wasn't being myself all the way, just that I, that was when I started to take 
the world and its opinion of me to my core. Like, oh, okay. 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 I'm supposed to do this. I can't do this. I don't get to decide this. And every second from there was just a signing off of self. Here you go. Okay. That's what I'm supposed to do. Okay. That's who I'm supposed to become. Okay. (laughs) And it gets even more complicated and layered as you go through life. If you started at seven or if you started at 18 or if you started at 21 or if you started at 41, the second that you start handing your life over to other people, you lose accountability and ability to be in control, right? Because you're kind of always listening. Okay, what are they saying? Okay, what do they want from me? Okay, what do I do next? And I was just sitting there like a little puppy, like, please give me a treat. Please give me a treat. I want something else to work on. Where do I go from here? And that's what I was asking. Like, okay, what do I become when I grow up? And it was like this funny joke. And it's not really a funny joke, but we all say it. And I don't know why I say it, but like, seriously, if we're saying that, who do we want to be when we grow up? Knowing that that's ever changing, but knowing that we're 100% in control. And I had sort of said it as a turn of phrase because I was just like, "Don't, don't let me mess this up. Just tell me what I'm supposed to do, please. And, you know, listening to how we started this show, (laughs) what a terrible way for someone like me to live. Because I love the big picture of how you get there of like writing all the paths to that place and just trusting that you're going to end up there. And the GPS route, whether it's a minute faster or two years slower, doesn't really matter as much as just keeping the big picture in mind, knowing that every little thing is built to train you, ready you, test you until you're ready to run, right? And so those of you who are experiencing super long tests, just know that the longer the test, the bigger the payout, right? Like you get the big A plus at the top of your paper with like a circle around it with star stickers. And maybe it was even written in glitter pen, (laughs) like seriously. No, seriously milky glitter pen. Okay. Ooh, the Sherbert glitter um, pens that sort of had the silver lining and then the, then the outside of the ink was like silver and sparkly. I don't, maybe you don't remember those, but I think they were called milky gel pens and they were life-changing pens. And I need to find some of those, especially if they have yellow ones. I don't know if they do. Anyways, <laughs> that's sort of the thing, right? When we go through life and we give up ourselves, we give up our own opinions, our own abilities to bring life to life, our life, we give in. And so that was my problem. It's like, well, and I won't assign it as a problem, I guess, looking back now, it's like, That was where we needed to grow more 
even more. And I think I was just so afraid that I was going to share something that I didn't actually believe in because I hadn't seen myself make it out of that dark yet. Make it out and actually start feeling better and actually start feeling like myself more days than less and actually start waking up excited and alive and ready to go. And even though I was coming here every day, it was just sort of like, okay, how do we get through this? Okay. How do we strengthen here? Okay. How do we do this? And that was just me fighting for my life and fighting for a way out of dark, out of lowness, out of sort of just suffering inside myself, if that makes sense. And I, I just feared every day that if I put anything out, like a book, like a self-help strategy, like a X, Y, and Z, that it would just be a lie. Because I honestly probably up until mid-January, didn't know if I was actually going to make it out of this lowness. If I was actually doing anything that helped, it felt better. It felt alive to leave my job. And so there was like a contact high from that around June of 2020. And then after that wore off, probably about August, things just started to become unsparkly again and really scary and sad. And I tried my best to reflect that in the podcast, but obviously like this is not according to the title, but this is actually a pretty positive podcast, (laughs) right? And so I... I just wanted to find my way out. And I knew that I hadn't yet. And I knew that anything that I would sell off of that would be a complete lie. And so when I had that conversation with my friend the other day, I was like, you know, yes, I was putting out that energy. So that clearly was holding back anything that ever could have come out of of what I was trying to create, Um, which what a blessing, right? Because what if all of that had blown up? I might've just created things that weren't true to me that I didn't actually believe in just because of the pace required once you enter that scene, right? Once the book blows up or the podcast or whatever, it's scary. And so like, what a blessing, to be held back, to not be ready to start yet, to not have anything land because it wouldn't have been true to me and I wouldn't have known if it was going to work. And then it would have been hard to know if all of the things that I did up until this point worked or if I just got happy because of money and opportunity and all of those things. And I think that that would have complicated everything. And it probably would have led to a deeper low and a higher ego. And we probably would have ended up in this exact same space. 
trying to recover again from sort of the monster that we had created as a result of moving before we were truly ready. And there's so much spiritual and grounding work that happened as a result of not taking off the way that I envisioned happening as quick as I envisioned it happening. Um, that if we hadn't experienced that, there's probably not a way that we would have healed to the level that we needed to heal. And so now, you know, you don't stop working on yourself, but now it's like, we did something. There definitely was an energy shift and there definitely has been an energy shift. And now, although we've gone down so many different paths, I think the way that I changed the conversation around self-help and self-discovery is that it is just that. It's so personal. It's so unique. One tool is not like the other for everyone. It's not one size fits all. My biggest message is like, find what works for you and keep going until you do. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, you've made it all the way here. And I do want to tell you that this is like where the real listeners go to get the inside track. Because we have started to work with Brain.fm, which is an incredible meditation, creative focus app, which actually helps with all of those things. Focus, relaxation, creativity, like I utilize it in so many different ways and I didn't realize that it was sort of the music app that I was lacking. And I was excited when they reached out to become an affiliate of this show um, and help my listeners utilize this platform for all the things that we talk about on this show because Music is one of those things that allows you to tap in and go to a higher level quicker than you could if you were just doing it on your own. So this helped so much in my meditative practice. It helped me from the mind wander that was constantly kind of coming up. It helped when I was in workflow for my mind to not wander into the lyrics of songs. It helped sort of just create this white noise in the background. And then this was the most unexpected help that happened. <laughs> it also helped with like getting my kids to bed and waking them up in the morning. I noticed that the general frequency of what usually would have been an up and down experience sort of level. And we all just experience this common calmness in all those instances where in a lot of nights and mornings, we'd have so many ups and downs. It leveled all of that out. So I'm excited. If you use the code, the death of a dream, you get 10% off of your subscription to that. Now, what I do love about it is that if it's not helping you, you can just end that subscription. So to try it for a month, it might cost you about three bucks. Okay. See if you like it, see if it works for you. And if it doesn't, you can always stop. Um, <laughs> but if it does, I think it's a really great way to tap into this self meditation, focus, presence work that we're always staying conscious of. 
I will have the link in the show notes every day for you to go ahead and check that on out. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at The Death of a Dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Nuss on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website if you feel like it. There are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast. um, And you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me. Let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.